You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with your dating coach, Trip from TripAdvice.com. Do you struggle with getting girls to like you? You'll learn step-by-step how to talk to girls to create deep connections, whether it be for <laughs> one night of wild fun, a one-week fling. Are you currently involved in a sexual relationship? Or for a lifelong partner. Full of long-lasting pleasure. Here's your host, Trip. Hey, welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. This is your host, Trip from tripadvice.com. Welcome to today's episode. We have a special interview with a good friend of mine and very popular dating coach, one of the first really popular dating coaches on the scene of dating coaches for men, a man who's been doing this for well over 10 years, maybe 15, 16 years at this point. I think he started right the the very early millennium. Actually, now that I think about it, I think he was doing uh, coaching and things like that in the late 90s. His name is David Wygant. Maybe you've heard of him. And I'm happy to have him back on a second episode. We did an interview earlier on when the pod, when the podcast first started, and he's now back to share some insight into the idea of authenticity showing up as you and still being able to attract women. And he tells us how you can do that and how that's possible. So today's interview, we're going to go deep into this idea of how you can be just you. Yeah, just you and be able to attract women without the without the crazy nonsense that you may read online or the pickup artist techniques or things like that. So he's going to teach us some really cool stuff that we're going to go over on the interview today. So let's get right into it. Here is my interview with Mr. David Wygant from davidwygant.com. Check it out. Hey, David, what's going on, man? I'm so glad to have you back on the podcast. Hey, Trip, man. Always good to see you. I miss I miss having you in Los Angeles. You were like one of my, uh, you know, one of my sane friends. I hung out with Jonathan the other night. He did a, a webinar with you know he did a webinar with me, and I was thinking like, God, here's another sane person. It's like I used to have a few sane people. So uh, you know, you left. Yeah, well, you know, it's a little crazy out there. You know, I mean, who knows? I still might come back, but it would be for temporary, temporary uh, basis. I don't think it'd be it'd be permanent. Mainly because of you. You've told me to stay away. So. You know, it's just this California dreaming doesn't work anymore. I mean, here's the thing about Los Angeles, and this is something that, you know, and I believe life has a series of fuck-ups, right? You know, we all screw up. I mean, that's something I tell people all the time. If you're not willing to fuck up every single day, then you're not really willing to succeed. So, because the greatest lessons come not from your wins, the greatest lessons come from your screw-up. Take the, you know, Cleveland Cavaliers who won the you know, the, you know, the NBA championship a couple of months ago, you know, I mean, think about it. They lost to Golden State the year before they learned what they did wrong. Okay. And then they were down three games to one and they learned what they were doing wrong and they immediately fixed up their mistakes. And that's what life is all about. So people come to Los Angeles now in Los Angeles, you know, 10 years ago, you can get a house in West LA in Mar Vista, you know, for $500,000, Culver City for, you know, $500,000. They're worth $1.5 million now. California is not a place that's affordable anymore. Rents are $4,000 a month for a nice two-bedroom, and there's far better places to live. You're paying what I call a weather tax here. And the fact of the matter is a lot of people come here, as you know, to be discovered, not only to be discovered, but to also find themselves. So you have a lot of people 
that are talking talk but not walking any type of walk. So you'll, as a man, you'll go to connect with this girl. You'll get all excited about her. And then the next thing you know, you haven't seen her and it's been two months and you're still texting each other wondering why you can't fucking get together for a simple cup of tea or coffee. That's Los Angeles for you. Los Angeles is not a place for people that are not thick skin. This is probably the toughest city in the world. New York is easier. Chicago's easier. People are who they say they are. Everybody wants to connect. People are next to each other. In a city where people are next to one another, people want to connect with one another. In a city that's built on cars and being apart from each other, most people are spending time on their screens and not really connecting with one another. So that's how I kind of feel about LA. And, and you know, it's it's just not the place to be, you know, for any, I don't really think it's the greatest place in the world for people to live. Yeah. I mean, it is a little bit soul sucking and I'll say being in Chicago for, you know, well over a year now. Yeah. The women are, they're nicer. I'll tell you, they, they give you a shot. You know, the rejections are few and far between, at least when I say rejections, I mean like the rejections that happen within 30 seconds. You know, some women, especially in LA, just won't have it. And they'll just kind of blow you out of the water. But in Chicago, you can you can always get in. You can always get in there and at least have the conversation. And if your conversation skills are up to par, then you'll do pretty well. I always say LA too is the Harvard of dating. You know, if like if you're gonna learn how to meet girls, do I I say actually do it in LA. Make sure you don't think that everyone in LA is like every girl you're ever gonna meet. But if you go to LA. And then all of a sudden, because this is what happened to me, I learned how to meet girls in LA. And then I remember, I don't even know where I was, some other city, you know, whatever, years later after doing a lot of dating in LA. And it was, oh, yeah, I remember now. I was actually coaching a guy in Canada, in Calgary, some like. Oh, wow. Yeah, like really up there, you know, I don't know if it's really considered a small town, not in Canada, but it's got that small town feel. And uh, and I remember going up to some beautiful women, and they were extremely nice. And it wasn't because my skills got better. No, it wasn't that at all. It was that I was in a city where things were just a little bit more uh, down to earth and a little bit more real. And uh, and it just showed me like, whoa, okay, so LA is just a very difficult place to do it. But what what better place to learn it if you can, and then just rock it out in pretty much any other city. You know, it's so funny and it's so true. I really feel that way about like Los Angeles. You know, it's like it really is. It's a tough place because you're going to you need a thick skin and every other place. Like I've been to random places like that. I mean, if I go to Oklahoma, I used to go to Oklahoma City and run a singles event and women would line up to meet me and invite me over for dinner literally that night. I'll make you a late night dinner. You know, it's like women are just so open everywhere I've traveled throughout the world. I have found women so open and so receptive if you master, and this is something you and I, you know, talk about and what we teach. It's like, it's not about lines. It's not about magic numbers. It's not about magic phrases. It's none of that crap that people are marketed to nonstop. It's about being authentic and real and just having communication skills, just talking like a human being and not like some fucked up alien from another planet. You know, it's, it's about being in the moment, making a comment, saying it with authority, smiling, looking at a woman like you're not afraid of her, like she's a real person and listening. Because as you know, Trip, the minute you 
make a comment to a woman about something and you're perceptive, the woman in her mind on a very subconscious, unconscious level gets triggered into the Disney romantic comedy moment, the serendipitous moment, because she thinks, wow, this guy just paid attention to something that was going on in my life. He's my knight in shining armor because women in a relationship want to come home and do what? They want to share their day and they want to be paid attention to. And that is what you create from the very first moment when you start talking to somebody. Either you're going to connect the dots in her brain, either she's going to look at you as a potential boyfriend or she's going to look at you as a potential friend or idiot or somebody they don't want to be with. So that's why these pickup lines do nothing at all because there's no authenticity and you're not creating that relationship because a woman wants to tell her friends, you wouldn't believe how I met Trip, man. We were in Whole Foods. We fought for the same muffin. We did rock, paper, scissors. And then he let, you know, and then he allowed, then I won after four rock, paper, scissors. And then we ended up splitting the muffin and talking about life. You know, I mean, that's, that's what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. You know what? This brings up a really good Point something I've been thinking about lately, and something I've been kind of toying with it in my own head, and in terms of uh, guys being more authentic, right? So let me just try. I'm just gonna kind of spit some things out from my brain. It's not 100 percent because it's still stuff I'm thinking about, but maybe we can together kind of make sense of it and, and give some good information here. So it's this idea I've been thinking about about being authentic, right? So it goes along with some of the advice that you get a lot from. Typical advice, all you know, from women, from guys, from your fucking mom and dad, same thing, right? Just be yourself. And for many years, I thought that's the worst advice ever because if guys were just to be themselves, well, they are being themselves, but they're actually not getting anywhere. So that's bad advice. So, you know, then it came along where you got to try to be this kind of suave, confident, cool guy, and that will get you the chicks. But now I'm, I'm returning back to the idea of be yourself and be you. Here's the problem though. I actually don't think that men know how to be themselves. And that's a really kind of weird, almost like, <laughs> almost woo-woo question in itself. Like, how, like you know, if you've ever seen the movie, um, I Heart Huckabees, like when they say, how am I not myself? How am I not myself? Anyway, it's a funny movie. But it is kind of, a, it's a weird question. Like, you're always you because you're you being you. How are you anything but yourself? But the problem is is that I don't think guys have actually mastered being who they are. I think they're always trying – I'm talking about the guys who are not successful yet with women, right? It's like they're always still trying to put on a front and they're not truly being them. And I think if they were to be them and comfortable in them, then it would work. But on the other hand, because I don't think life is black and white – they do have to have some sort of cool guy, you know, confidence, sure of themselves kind of mentality. So I guess with all that kind of nonsense I just said there, you know, what do you think, David, in terms of how can a guy find the balance between being themselves and being authentic, which is really what a woman wants. They want to meet you and not someone fake. Right, but they also do want a guy who's going to be really comfortable and confident, and and sure of himself. So it's like, where is that line? You know what I mean? Confidence is based on understanding who you are, and it's an authenticity exercise that I do with people all the time. I do it in my programs. I do it in my coaching, and I truly believe that authenticity is the toughest thing for people, and. It's something that I always tell guys all the time. Okay, first off, 
you have to believe that you're actually good enough for who you are because here's the deal. Attraction is not a choice on a woman. I could be hanging out with a shy Indian guy. I could be hanging out with a shy Asian man. I could be hanging out with a um, rambunctious you know, black man. I could be hanging out with an over-the-top Jewish guy from New York who talks like this and says things like that, right? And we're all different. We're all different human beings and different people. So when we go and we present ourselves to a woman, we need to first really love who we are. You know, I'm not going to sound woo-woo, but if you don't fucking love you, no one else is going to love you. So if you're an insecure motherfucker who doesn't really like yourself, you're going to get an insecure fucking girl who doesn't like herself too. And the two of you are going to drive each other nuts with your insecurities and codependent behaviors and fears. It works that way. That's the way life works. So I tell guys all the time, you are amazing. You are fantastic. You're a great person. You got to list your wins and your accomplishments. Stop thinking about why you can't talk to women and stop trying to master the Billy Bob approach or the Billy Carter approach or the, or the phantom approach or, or the style, you know, the style wide approach or the, or the whatever approach. Stop trying to, stop trying to be somebody you're not. And start realizing that you, as a very amazing person that you are, is unique. Because what happens is once you fully embrace who you are, once you fully understand who you are, once you love and embrace that, then all of a sudden, okay, your conversation skills start blossoming because you're no longer thinking about who you need to become because you're shining for who you really are. And what happens is take the Indian, the Chinese guy, the over-the-top Jewish guy, the loudmouth black guy from Chicago, right, and me, and we're going to walk into a room and there's going to be a certain percentage of women that like me, a certain percentage of women like the shy guy, a certain percentage of women like the black guy, and a certain percentage that like the Jewish guy. And not one woman is going to like all five guys because attraction is never a choice. You go and you present the best version of yourself and a woman will get triggered with a yes or a no within the first seven seconds and it happens every single time right right that's a really really good way of stating it i think that's exactly how it works and i think a lot of guys don't even realize that idea that you know there's not this one size fit all type of person that that every girl is going to like you know what i mean like you're going to the and by the way i'll say this now that it's you know warm in chicago and uh, and you see so many girls out and about. You know, I have these little these little moments I, that I it's a little inside joke with myself where I say I fall in love like multiple times per day. You know, not literally, but I'll see a girl and I'll be like, oh my god! Like you know, every guy gets that like rush of emotions when they see this like beautiful girl with the nice butt or boobs or just a beautiful face, great body, and like you get this almost like oh, there's no one else like this. I want this girl. And then you keep walking down the street and about five minutes later, you're like, whoa, here's another one, right? So it really, it teaches you this abundance mentality that there's so many beautiful women out there and that some of them, listen, you could do everything right in the book and they're just not gonna like you. They're not gonna like you and they're not gonna be attracted to you. But, but there will be, other women who you think are beautiful and they will like you and they will be attracted to you. So it's really about finding the one that's going to be great. But at the same time, what we're saying here and what David is saying is is showing up in terms of being you and in your most real sense, right? Yeah, your most powerful self 
self because that's what this teaching is all about. I mean, I've told guys all the time, you can go waste your money on course after course after course that are going to teach you how to be the, the Chris method, the Giantara method, the Matthew method, the Ehrlich approach, you know, the three things that you can say to any woman to get her into bed. Bullshit. It's all bullshit. Everything about it is bullshit. It's about becoming. And that's why, you know, you and I have concentrated on doing courses and programs that are about teaching a guy how to be the most powerful, authentic version of themselves because that's a lasting skill that lasts a lifetime. It's a relationship skill. It's not only going to help you with women. Forget about women. It's going to turn you into the Dos Equis guy. It's going to, you know, it's going to turn into more money at work because the more authentic you are with the people who work around you, the more they want to be around you because everybody else is bullshitting each other, you know? So it's going to help you in, in family. It's going to help you in everything. It's going to show you how to live life. So that's why it's always so important that when I go and I work with somebody or they buy something from me or from you, it's like we're giving them so much more than they expect because they're getting a life lesson. And it's that life lesson that carries forward. It's not about getting laid now. It's about becoming the man that women desire, that men want to be. And literally, once you have that formula down, Everything in life, it's great. Money flows in, women flow in, friends flow in because you're the, the what I call the 3% of the world that's living an authentic rock star life. That's what it's about. Right, right. And it's funny too because that shows up in my personal life all the time. You know, it's like you start having a little bit more confidence and more self-respect and you start being more real with with everyone and, and all the relationships in your life, not just girls, and you see people change around you and you start to actually make better friends because you start to kind of learn what type of relationships you want with friends and that starts to become better and then you get access to to more cool people or more quality women. You learn how to deal with your family and your family stuff. I mean a lot of it – a lot of it does get fixed and, it, and you're right. It's so much more sustainable. It's more sustainable to work and, and work from ground up instead of pasting just a bunch of lines but really working on yourself and, and, and being really honest and real. I'm trying to do that every day. That's something I, I still continue to work on even though I've been working on it for years, but it's constantly evolving. I'm always trying to get even better and better and better in my in my personal lives and relationships and my business relationships. Just being very real, being very honest, you know, having authentic conversations where you're not BSing and and you know what? And hoping for the best and just going, you know what, this is gonna be me. This is the real me. This is what you're getting. And if someone can't deal with that, well, that's not gonna be your problem. That's theirs. But that is going to attract a higher quality girl, higher quality friend, higher quality relationships with family and better relationships in your business in terms of whatever you do, you know. And I think people respect it. I think that's a big thing too is once you really show up and say, hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm all about. People are going to be like, okay, okay. Like I might not agree with you but damn, I respect you. And I think that that's one of the best places to get to, you know. You know, you know it's funny. I'm going to add to that. It's like – if that doesn't resonate with somebody in your life, then that person needs to be eliminated from your life. Because if you're being authentic and honest and speaking your truth and that person doesn't hear you and they make it, they twist and turn, and they make it about them, right? That's not what a friend is. That's not what 
a girlfriend is. That's not what anybody is. So, I mean, here we are, summer's coming to an end, fall is going to hit, and it's a good time. What I always say all the time, when seasons start to end, it's a good time to clean house, meaning when you become more authentic, you're going to see people that don't really, well, don't really like it. Like a, I wrote a, an unbelievably great text to my ex who I share a kid with. And you know what? She said to me, don't talk to me like that. You know, and I read it to another woman who's more aligned with me on an emotional level. Right. And you know what she said to me? Oh, my God, that was so beautiful. I wish a man would write that to me. So. Once again, you realize that when you speak your truth, you're not going to worry about trying to make her love you, make her like you. You're going to realize that you're going to live an abundant life. And there's so many great people in your life that if it doesn't resonate with somebody you're friends with or doesn't resonate with a girl that you've met, then don't try to play the salesman game. Don't be a vagina salesman and try to sell, you know, and try to sell your dick to her, right? Be just okay and say to yourself, I'm in, I'm speaking and I'm living my authentic, honest truth. And if this person doesn't like it, then this person doesn't need to be in my life. Right, right, exactly. And it's hard at first. It is. It is hard to 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 go through that first pain point. But once you do it, and you can let go of some of those people who aren't really doing anything for you in your life, it feels pretty amazing. It really does. It's like this weight is kind of lifted off of you and, and you feel lighter and you feel better. And then that shows up in your conversations with people, you know, I, it's so funny. I'm, maybe this is a little off topic here, but yeah, go ahead. Um, I, I, I just kind of had like a moment where I thought about something this this concept of like this idea. There's so many people out there, you know, there's so many people, there's so many women and we're all going through tons of like emotions constantly, you know, like I don't think guys are really treating women like they're human beings. They're not. I really don't think they are. I think that's one of the biggest problems. They're treating them like they are, well, a few ways, like objects in some capacity, like they're just vaginas to put our penises in. Um, but we're not going to go down that hole, uh, no pun intended. But really, I think it's <laughs> – Exactly. It's, it's – we're looking at women like they are like – I want to say for lack of a better word, like goddesses, like not real. Like they're like these like you know holy type of, of people because, oh my god, we're so attracted to them. They're so beautiful. Oh my God, like I want, I, I need to be with this girl. She's amazing. And like, you can't forget that this girl takes a dump every day. This girl has issues going on in her life. You know, this girl's trying to get a, a raise at her job and she, and she can't, you know, there's like so many things going on. And I think if we remember that we're dealing with human beings who have emotions that are no different from yours, it might give you hopefully a little bit of confidence to be able to go up and, and start a conversation with a girl like that and be authentic, right? And and do the things that we're that you and I, David, are talking about right now in this podcast. I think a lot of guys are too scared to show up as themselves because they think like because the girl is really pretty and has this gorgeous body, for some reason her life is all figured out. Like, no, she was born that way. Okay, maybe she works out to stay fit. But either way, that has nothing to do with who she is as a human being. You know what I mean? Does that resonate well, with you yeah, a little bit? They, they dehumanize somebody is what I call it. They yeah. 
they put them on the pedestal. Let me tell you something, okay? I've been coaching women for the same amount of time I've been coaching men. They're actually more fucked up than the guys. So the guys might suffer from approach anxiety and other things, while women suffer from overanalyzing every little thing, you know? And women stay with the wrong man constantly. So you might meet a girl that's perfect for you, and she's dating somebody, and you know what? You'd be perfect together, but she has to continue to think that she can change this guy. Women are... Women are a mess, guys. I mean, they shit, they poo. I mean, my five-and-a-half-year-old daughter goes in the bathroom, and she screams, I'm done, and I go and I wipe her ass, and it's just as schmeary sometimes as my ass is. You know, it's like, come on, folks. It's like, wake the fuck up. Don't put these women on a pedestal. These women are, are equally as afraid because if these women had it together at all times, they wouldn't be staring at their iPhone to avoid talking. The reason why they stare at their iPhone to avoid talking is because they're fucking terrified and they don't know what to say and they make themselves unavailable. So that's your job. They're never going to make themselves available because women want a man to fucking do it. They want a man to rescue, save them, claim them, all this other stuff. That's their fucked up wiring. So that's what I tell guys all the time, man. Either you're going to man up and realize that they're an equal mess or you're just going to continue to put them on a pedestal and expect something great to happen. Right. You know, it's funny. It reminds me of something too. I Okay, it's funny. I, maybe I should watch more reality TV because it gives me stuff to talk about on my podcasts and, uh, and YouTube videos. But I, I watched uh, an episode of Famously Single because um, Laurel House, uh, a girl that I was uh, doing a, uh, a, a pilot with last year, she was on it, so I'm watching it because I want to see her do her her dating coaching. And I was watching this one episode, and it was with uh, some celebrities, whatever, some like C-list celebrities. And it's it's hilarious because this one beautiful black model, supermodel, she was freaked out and could not. And, you know, I know reality TV is like most of it's fake. Yeah. But, but this, I don't know. I can't imagine the producers saying to her, hey, will you not approach anyone and be really scared? Like she's not an actress. She's a supermodel. So I know that this was real. And it really was was kind of cool because I was like, oh, my God, this is so interesting. This beautiful supermodel has been walking around the Third Street Promenade and can't start a conversation with anybody because she's freaked out. And by the way, she's not the only one. All these people were freaked out. No one was like, okay, I'm good. Like one guy said he was, but then he freaked out. They were all freaked out to do it. And they're celebrities. Like, I mean, I used to take guys out on the Third Street Promenade when I was doing coaching in Los Angeles. And I had some, well, don't get me wrong. Most of my guys were, were afraid as, as as much as these people will were. But, um, but I had some guys who had no problem doing it. Anyways, the point is, is these famous people with money, good-looking, all the things that everyone wants to be, famous and good-looking yep. and rich, right? They had it all, and they couldn't even go up and and talk and start a conversation. I'm talking about that guy from, like, the Jersey Shore who can probably have almost any girl he wants because people love that show, right? It's like he couldn't even go up and say hi to a girl. I'm like, what? I'm like, these guys are having problems doing that? And that just shows – and this is – I'm glad I'm bringing this up on this podcast because I just want to show you, the listener, these people are freaked out. They're, they're human. They oh, are yeah. normal people. I mean beautiful women, even really good-looking guys and they can't even do that. So imagine what a girl is going to feel when you actually go up and, and spark a conversation with her in a very authentic, non-pickup line kind of way. You know, It shows a lot of balls. But that was just 
absolutely hilarious, you know, again. And that's what I tell guys all the time, celebrities. I mean, I, I just coached a celebrity, a, a woman who was married, who literally dated one of the most famous men in the entire world. And she's a hot mess. You can't figure it out. You know, it's like, it's just, you got to stop, man. You got to stop putting women on pedestals and just realize that life is just a, a, a trial run to them too. It's a good way of putting it. I like that. I like that. I mean, because that's what it is. You know, I mean, you know, even if we live and to be uh, immortal, which, you know, we won't, or maybe we will in 100 years, who knows where technology is going to go. But we're, we're constantly going to be trying to figure ourselves out and evolving and becoming better people. And and it's not just you who's listening right now, but it's it's everybody else. So, so yeah, I don't know. I think I think the theme here of 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 this episode is is just about understanding that you know other women are human just like you. What would you say, David? Don't dehumanize them. Don't dehumanize them. And life is just a trial run anyway. And if you're immortal, think about this: if you get to live to 150 years old, you're going to be neurotic for 150 years. You're still going to be learning lessons. You'll never. The thing about life is you'll never get it because every single time you get something, there's something else that comes up that you don't get yet. Every time you think you're done making mistakes, you'll make the same mistake again and you can't believe you got tripped up making the same mistake because if you think about life, all of this is thanks to dear old mom and dad. I mean, I've done deep work with people. You know, when I go and I do a seminar, a boot camp, or any of my programs, man, I'm going deep, man. I'm figuring out your unconscious and subconscious fucking behaviors that are causing you to think the way that you are thinking. And that's the biggest issue. Is no matter how many years you're on this planet, you're still going to be figuring out the shitty relationships you have with mom and dad and everybody growing up, and you're still going to be working through that. So be okay with it every day. Fuck up. Make mistakes and just be a human. Yeah, exactly. And it's a beautiful thing to do that too. It really is because you're going to make more mistakes than you are going to succeed. Mm-hmm. And that that's just, you know, whatever. I don't know what law that is. So that's the law of trip right now, okay, is that you're going to mess up more than you succeed. But the successes are going to have a far greater impact on you in terms of your happiness. You know what I'm saying? So like don't worry if you don't succeed nine times out of ten. You want the failures. Those are just the stepping stones to success. So it's all about going out there and making the mistakes and messing up because it's never going to be perfect until the day you die. So if you want to learn more about this and how to be better with women and coming and being and and showing up as your true authentic self and getting real results, I really encourage you to check out David's stuff, davidwygant.com, and, uh, and and learn from him. You still do boot camps, right? Like a couple times a year, David? Yeah, I still do boot camps and, you know, I'm still coaching people and, you know, and I've got cool stuff that I do, you know. I've got lots of stuff they can look at for free and Wygant is spelled for you people who don't know how to do phonics. Neither do I. It's not W-H-Y. It's W-Y-G-A-N-T. I remember all the time, Trip as a kid, people go, why can't David do this? I go, ha ha, you're so funny. You know, it's like that third grade humor. I wonder if my daughter's going to get that when she hits third grade. Why can't you do this? Oh, you know? I love it. I love it. So go check it out. David Wygant, W-Y-G-A-N-T dot com. David, thanks again. You are now officially at this point the uh, first person 
who has done a second interview on the podcast. Awesome, man. I love to be the first person. And you were one of the first people to be on the podcast. I think you're like my second or third interview when like the first five to ten episodes of doing this. Oh, I, I think I was like the second. I remember when you I remember when you emailed me. Would you do this? Sure, why not? <laughs> I love it. Well, hopefully we'll have you back for a third because I know you got more to share. So thank Always. you so much. And uh, go check them out, DavidWygant.com. Thanks, David. Thanks, Trip. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and write a review. Over 18 and want a question answered on the podcast? Email all your questions to trip at tripadvice.com.